Welcome to Soft Landing, the podcast that makes interior design accessible to everyone. Hey guys, I'm Amy. I'm an interior designer, artist, and space planner. I'm here to talk about everything you need to know about interior design, from furniture to finances. I'm sharing over a decade of experience to help you find real design solutions and craft the space of your dreams. Greetings, salutations, and welcome. You are listening to Soft Landing, the podcast that is devoted to making the world of interior design accessible to you, my lovely listeners. I'm your host, Amy, and today we are going to chat a little bit about what to look for when you're looking for a new space. Now, this is definitely focused on when you're thinking about buying property, but I will also touch on what to look for with rentals. I know that looking for a new place to live and the whole moving process is up there on many lists of life's most stressful events. It's just below death of a loved one. I mean, this is serious stuff. People move all the time, so I just want to acknowledge if you're in this process of looking for a new home that I see you. I've been there and it's not fun, but I want to give you a solid checklist of what to look for and what to ignore to help you have the smoothest transition as possible. So, when you think about the curb appeal and staging of a piece of property, this is often what draws you in. You see a dynamic picture on a real estate website and you just want to see more. Trust me, this is by design. Folks who work in real estate are hustling to make their properties look their absolute best. They take pictures from all the right angles at the best time of day for the very best lighting, and they often stage rooms with real furniture or they'll add it in digitally after the picture is taken. So much of this is the seductive side of real estate that I personally love. I love perusing websites and digging through all of the eye candy images. But if you're really focused on finding a home, take a deep breath because you're going to have to read between the lines on a lot of these elements. I'm, of course, a big furniture lover. So one thing that I often look for is an image of the space without furniture. This can really help me understand if I just love the floor lamp in the staging image or if the space actually has characteristics that I want. And obviously, you'll need to visit the space in person, of course. And if it happens to be staged with actual furniture, you'll want to think about what your belongings will look like in the space and consider if it's going to lose any of the charm you're seeing For instance, if the staging includes an amazing huge sectional sofa, but you'll be bringing in a smaller love seat and a few chairs, does the space still feel exciting? Other than the furniture you're seeing in the space, the other element that may catch your eye is paint colors. This is especially true if you're buying a home, because you're often looking at spaces that the previous owners have customized. I really want to encourage you to do your best to look beyond paint colors. Even if it's the most sickening shade of neon green that's painted all over the place, ceilings, moldings, all of it. 
Painting something is one of the easiest ways to upgrade, update, and customize your space. So it really doesn't have an impact on the value or merit of the space that you're looking at. You'll find this less so in the rental market as most landlords paint over any colors from previous tenants. But I just want to reiterate, if you walk into a space and it's just the most dreadful color, really try to put that aside. But I just want to reiterate, if you look at a potential new home and it is painted head to toe in some of the most hideous colors you've ever seen in your life, really try to look past that. And I'm going to get into what you should focus on a little bit later in the podcast. But I think that because we are such visual creatures as human beings, it can be really difficult to look past a distracting paint color in a space. But I've definitely had friends who have been looking at spaces and really let it thrown them off completely. I would say, if you don't like the color, really try and um, take a couple pictures and maybe even put them in your photo editor app and desaturate them and then see how you feel about the space because that way you won't be distracted by the fact that all of the walls are bright orange and you can look on the true qualities of the space. Now color is inherent in other materials besides painted walls. You'll see things like kitchen cabinets, wood flooring, railings, and other built-in elements. These you can pay a little bit more attention to because they may present a little bit more effort required if you intend to paint them or stain them or change their finish in any way. But again, this shouldn't be a deal breaker. You want to look beyond the finishes and materials and colors of a space because those are ultimately cosmetic upgrades that are in the world of renovations at least fairly easy to change. If you put on your designer's glasses, you'll be able to select a space that makes you so much more happy. I know there's like this home buyer's obsession with granite countertops as being some kind of gold standard, and I get it. Granite, of all the stones, is by far the hardest, the most difficult to damage, and the least porous, so it's not easy to stain. But Granite has a really specific look to it, and to me, it's always kind of looked like television static when a TV isn't working properly. I don't think it's particularly beautiful, and of course, there are many different types and colors of granite, and some of them are great, but it's not as simple of a blanket statement that granite countertops are good. So, Granite varies in color and texture depending on where the quarry it was taken from is and what different types of minerals show up in that particular granite. Some granites are completely black, some granites are mostly white, some are very pink, but by all means, if a space you are looking at does not have granite kitchen countertops, don't let this affect your decision. Again, this is such an easy upgrade when and if you're ready to go to the stone yard and select some kind of really cool countertop. You can look at all different kinds of products like quartz, marble, butcher block, poured concrete, terrazzo, resin. 
there are so many other options. And I feel like I often hear people talking about having granite countertops as this big, sexy selling point for a home. But to me, it's just so arbitrary. I think the other thing I hear so many buyers out there speak to is the idea of a move-in ready home. While this makes total sense to not want to have to gut renovate your new pad, passing up a great potential home because it may need a few minor upgrades like paint or changing in flooring is a huge mistake. Minor updates like these can have a transformative and lasting effect on your space. So don't overlook something that is 90% of the way to perfection for you. There are many things that you can't change about a home, a building, or a lot of land, no matter how far back you roll up your sleeves. The first thing I look at when I'm perusing property, and this applies to both buying and renting, is of course the view. It's particularly important in a city like New York when a good chunk of apartments look out onto other apartments. But it's critical in any location because the view is in many ways the most visually impactful element of a space. Its presence will be felt even when the apartment is completely empty. Whether the area rug you select is hideous or beautiful, the view remains the same. I'm always looking for views of things like trees and the sky. Those are the two things that I really keep an eye out for. If there's something more expansive, like a skyline, mountain, or ocean view, that can be super great too. But you'll want to analyze the likelihood of that vista getting developed in the future and being blocked. You can do this by asking your real estate broker and also assessing the surrounding buildings in the area. So is your view of the city by way of a vacant lot? It's likely that it will get built on in the next few years, not to mention you'll be living next to a construction site. You'll probably also lose that view. For me, there's nothing better than seeing a bunch of trees in close proximity to your windows. They're super relaxing to look at, and they might be there longer than you. I can't really say which is more important, but views are inherently linked to access to daylight. Sunlight is incredibly important for our well-being. There have been so many studies done on the positive effects of daylight for humans, all kinds of things, including increased focus, reduction of stress, anxiety, and blood pressure. So much so that there are laws in some locations about having access to daylight to le legally call a room a bedroom. Even before 2020, most people spent around 90% of their lives indoors, so I can't imagine how much time we're spending indoors during this global pandemic. Vitamin D and seasonal affective disorder are so common, so finding a space with plenty of daylight is crucial. Some studies say you should have an equal amount of daylight and electric light, and while this can actually be a tall order, I would say aim for having a window in every room, even the bathroom. And if you see two or three windows in the bedroom or living room, even if one of them doesn't have such a great view, this is a really good thing. Sometimes there are secondary windows that look out to the side of the building and might not have a great view, 
And that's okay, as long as there's a primary window with a good view and a secondary window that's bringing in natural light. That's super great. The last thing you'll want to pay close attention to is the layout of your potential new space. This includes things like which rooms are next to each other, which rooms aren't next to each other, and how they're connected. For rentals specifically, sometimes in a city you'll see super long and skinny apartments called railroads, and once in a while the only bathroom in the apartment is through the bedroom, which isn't horrible, but it can be awkward if you're having a party or a guest staying over. There's a little bit of a lack of privacy thing going on there. Another thing to look for is hallways, corridors, and foyers. Sometimes, especially with apartments, there are extended entryways to accommodate for an odd-shaped floor plan. And while this isn't necessarily a bad thing, it is something to pay attention to because if the hallway isn't really usable space, it can really just add to your rentable square footage and increase the cost of your rent without really giving you space that you can use. If it's a larger foyer, you could end up putting something like a credenza or a desk or a dining table or some kind of storage in it, then it's actually quite a bonus because you're getting usable space out of it. Sometimes you'll see common rooms or living rooms that actually get chopped off or in half towards the window line, and it will be marketed as having an office or a second bedroom, but then you realize that the living room itself doesn't have a direct window to it. So usually, legally, they have to provide some kind of a transparent separation between the rooms, but it's still not a very nice layout. And this goes back to what I said about natural light, but it's something to keep in mind for the layout too, because you might see something that's listed as a two or three bedroom when really it's just they've taken space away from the living room. For properties you're looking to buy, there are a few different things to consider, mainly if the layout works for how you live specifically. And if you're planning on renovating, does the existing layout lend itself to your big picture idea? Let's say you find a home that has an enclosed kitchen and you know you want to knock down a wall and open it up to your living room and have a nice open plan, right? That's great, as long as the kitchen and the living room are already directly next to each other because otherwise you're looking at moving utilities like the plumbing, gas, electricity, and that can get really complicated. If the kitchen is tucked away next to a corridor and not anywhere near the living room, this may be a detriment to achieving your dream home. So you want to look at the layout and make sure it's pretty close to ideal for you because unlike paint color, layouts have a much more monumental impact on the way you live. Well, we did it. We got through everything you should keep in mind when you're out there shopping for a new space. Whether it's a new home, new office, new studio space, these tips will help you navigate through all the choices and empower you to make educated decisions. Thank you so much for joining me today. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to this podcast and maybe share it with a friend so we can grow our soft landing community. I hope you have an awesome day and I'll talk to you in the next episode. Bye. Oh, 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 oh,